You are now about to go on a generic side quest. Welcome to another generic side quest, a generic transmission. Um, take two of our wrestling spinoff show. Uh, unfortunately, last week's episode got corrupted by us not putting on the microphone. <laughs> so it's lost the time now. Yeah, lots of time now. A lot of good content. We reviewed Money in the Bank. We did our introductions. Um, as you guys know, my name is Amriel. I am a mid-card superstar. My co-host on the gaming show is Ricky the Leaf. Hello, hello. Jobber extraordinaire. That's right. And <laughs> our... Our, our main guy, who we strapped the rockets to, Mr. Sean Ali. The, the best there was. The face that runs the place. Um, we'll be talking to you guys today about all things wrestling. WWE, AEW, NXT. Um, so first, we'll go over introductions. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. Always happy to talk uh, talk a little bit of wrestling. Nice um, to have you back. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I like that you guys gave yourself uh, different wrestling nicknames. Maybe one day we'll do a, a show about all the different terms that oh. have uh, somehow come into our vernacular. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, I guess I'll plug my blog real quick. Yes, just sir. given that uh, I heard Midcard, um, so I'm I uh, have a blog out there, Midcard Blogger. Oh shit. Um, Mostly just so it sets the expectation. So if it sucks, I'm a mid-carder. Um, but if you think I'm at a main event level, uh, I can't self-profess that because I'm a good old baby face. Hey. And, uh, you know, I have as much charisma as Apollo Crews. But um, <laughs> he's a great wrestler. Just got to step up that character. But that's not what this podcast is about. We're not here to bury. Also asked for his release, apparently. Did he? Well, yeah. three letters, AEW, right? Yes, sir. Um, or 247. Oh, man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ricky the Leaf. Um, yes. Going off script. Your intro to these nice, lovely people who are tuning in to hear about wrestling facts. What's your wrestling background? My wrestling background, I sprinkled. Is it sprinkled? I dabbled. Dabbled <laughs> in wrestling as a child due to my dad being a huge fan of WWE and WCW and anything professional wrestling. Um, I never got into it. As much as he did. Who's he? Um, my pronouns, pal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's friend like me and Amrio grew up uh, pretty much since we were in grade three or so. So before, yeah, and he was a big wrestling fan, and there was other people that were wrestling fans. So I always was in it, but I kind of fell in and out of love with it. Um, but yeah, my knowledge is fairly low. But there are times where I am very shit, interested. Yeah, I kind of know my shit. But um, there's times where it, it grabs me. Yeah, and right. being a casual fan, uh, when it grabs me, I'm like, you know what? This is this is solid. This yeah. is good. So. Right, well, that's why you're on this podcast. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and you guys are using my equipment. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin um, Dunn of our podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I have... So like Ricky the Leaf said, I, uh, I love wrestling since I was a little kid um, I kind of um, fell out of it for a while like I would say uh, 
early 2000s. Not 2001 because that was an extremely great year. So probably like 2005-ish onwards. The um, best time. That's kind of where <laughs> wrestling for me was in a lull. I still paid attention, but not as much. And I still pay attention now, but again, not as much as Mr. Sean Ali. Um, so I would be like, uh, what would you call me? I'm not a casual, but just above that. You're a fan. Yeah, yeah. Not a hardcore fan, but not like just a casual fan. You're, right. you're a fan. Of- right, right. Okay, so last week we um, actually reviewed uh, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view that WWE held. Um what was your final impression? We won't go over the matches now because we did that last week. But what were your final impressions, John? A uh, couple weeks now. I think it was overall a good show. Um, Money in the Bank is always a fun show. Uh, I guess it's interesting to see. I wasn't too happy with the Brock win. I'm still not that impressed. Right. Um, Even with his current antics? You could do that without uh, sacrificing other guys right. um, and mm-hmm. having to put on a great match. Right. Um, but maybe that's part of the character, which is what I kind of alluded to last year. Uh, I'm supposed to hate him, and I do. So I guess mission accomplished for him. But mm-hmm. overall, I thought it was a good show. I thought a good show. Uh, AJ, Kevin Owens, uh, or great. AJ Seth, Kevin Owens, yeah. Kofi, good championship matches. And then ladder matches are probably the best. Uh, Man, the- that, that last ladder match, yeah. the men's ladder match, was so solid up yeah. until that finish. <sighs> Uh, Ricky, what did you think of it overall? Yeah, Mr. Casual here thinks uh, <laughs> it was a uh, quite a good show. I, I gave it a solid 7 out of 10. Right. Um, I haven't rewatched it or, or anything, but I really enjoyed um, the AJ Styles and Seth Rollins match. That was just a great technical match, and they put on a great story. Uh, the two Money in the Banks were great. The women's was, I did critique it on it being a little, felt a little Sloppy. too staged. Or, like, it was just spot after spot. Yeah. But they still put on a great performance. Spot and, monkeys, brother. And uh, Bailey winning, I mean, that that's <laughs> the best booking the you could ever in. ask for. And then the cash-in and everything. Yeah. Overall, a great night. There were some lulls in it, but uh, the overall pay-per-view was, was solid. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I would give it about a 7, 7.5. Um, it was a solid pay-per-view. Uh, with a few missteps, there was a lot of referee nonsense. Um, oh yeah, I, forgot I think that. they actually acknowledged the botch with the Samoa Joe and the Rey Mysterio. I don't actually think that was supposed to go down that way. No. Um, but yeah. Uh, overall, still, still good. Um, like you said last week, Sean, you you wish Joe was a little bit more stronger. Yeah. Um, I don't like Mysterio, so I wish <laughs> Joe was stronger too. Um, but going forward, we'll see. Rey Mysterio is uh, injured and he's giving up the belt, so this this leaves Joe in a prime position to retain or get back that title. And it makes it the most exciting time for you then, because Rey's injured. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, then we talked about our WWE experience because we're all WWE fans here. That's what broke us into the fan business <laughs> side of it. Um, I believe Sean, you were very positive on them. Uh, I don't. I don't want uh, the brigade of uh, the IWC coming after me with. Uh, um, you have you me. have their issues, but you're hopeful. That's yeah, what I think I'm. I'm po- I'm positive. Uh, I I think something today uh, that we'll probably discuss is a, a a podcast where a former superstar kind of talked about the yeah. creative process, which uh, really. Uh, <laughs> really grounded me actually in mm. um maybe i shouldn't be so optimistic that's interesting um, that you say that yeah. 
So uh, we'll talk about that. We'll I think, talk though. about that. Okay, so fairly optimistic, but after that podcast, maybe not so much. Not so much. Yeah. Uh, Ricky, I believe you said last week you were pretty much neutral from the time you started to the time now. It's yeah. always been the same. It's always been the same. Um, but I'm fairly hopeful for the future, especially now, because at the time, um, this was before the A- AEW right. uh, pay-per-view. Right. Um, and I just feel like... I remember, this is specifically WWE. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, now I feel like I'm more hopeful for WWE, and oh, I might be okay. a little bit more invested, because I feel like they're going to the actually put in a little bit more effort. Gotcha. But that's just me being optimistic about it. Like, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. actually know if that's going to happen. There hasn't been more than enough time yet to, sure. to make that yeah, decision. Yeah, they haven't even had their first in, yeah. TV. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I pretty solid all the way through uh me i i was the negative one last week uh uh things have been pretty stale i would like to say um they have just like this huge roster of talent but they don't use they use the same people over and over again new era same old shit um but i mean i'll continue to pay attention you know uh but like mr ali alluded to um of a certain podcast, the Moxley podcast on the Y2J pod. Um, Sean, what did you think? First yeah. of all, John Moxley, former Dean Ambrose, um, let his contract expire, uh, pushed as a as a big thing, especially coming down the line. They had a whole bunch of specials, the ending of the Shield, the Shield's last run, so on and so forth. Um, and then. At Double or Nothing, AEW's Double or Nothing, uh, Mr. John Moxley came out to um, basically start a feud with Kenny Omega. He attacked Chris Jericho after their match. Um, He attacked the ref. He attacked (laughs) um, Kenny Omega. And he actually did the, the last act of Double or Nothing was Moxley actually giving the attitude adjustment to Kenny Omega off the stage. Uh, so with all that being said, Dean Ambrose equals John Moxley. Uh, what did you think of the pod? Um, yeah, I made a few notes, a few points, but we don't want to go too long-winded. Uh, I thought it, there wasn't anything like a new revelation. Um, WWE creative sucks. That's <laughs> kind of the, <laughs> the thesis statement. Um, and it also, WWE has you know killed another another professional wrestlers joy for professional wrestling mm. um it's it's been like he's incarcerated the last time we heard comments similar to this were probably cm, CM punks Punk, yeah. um and there's a lot of similarities uh, cm punk left um well cm punk left before his contract ended but cm punk's wife was an employee right. at wwe similar to uh, moxley with his wife uh, renee young um being an employee at wwe so he he kind of called it as he saw i don't think um, yeah, like I said, he didn't really say anything that I thought was new. Um, he talked about, you know, I think it was pretty evident if you saw the Dean Ambrose character. I would never say throughout his run, Dean Ambrose was one of my favorite superstars. I didn't really, um, you know, I, everybody had this hype about this John Moxley, now Dean Ambrose. Right, right. Um, I never really saw it, but I think given that he had his ideas and Vince had his ideas and they just kept meshing he kind of used the analogy of Mentos and Diet Coke. Like, you put it together and you get <laughs> This crazy craziness. explosion. Um, but he wasn't necessarily for. No. And I think part of me saw Ambrose as like a Roddy Piper fused with Brian Pillman, fused okay. with Terry Funk. Oh, 
right. Um, kind of those, like that loose cannon uh, character, brawler, hardcore style of Terry Funk. And I don't think um, people say, oh, it's the PG era, era and that's why Vince did it. I don't think Vince got um, to John Moxley, Dean Ambrose. Was. Right. I think Dean Ambrose had a vision of who he was and he was going to do that within the streets. But that's PG. classic Vince, right? Yeah, if he, if he doesn't get you, he, he I mean, he gave this example of um, a promo where he was going to be on, a, he was going to say like, I was in the streets of insert local town that they were in on a unicycle and I was driving, <laughs> driving backwards, backwards. <laughs> and then I shared a, a police or a pizza with a homeless guy and, 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 and John made the point of like, that's not cool. Like who cares what, like what? Yeah, let's go it's see this guy cool, win. It's not relatable. Um, but Vince's point and it kind of, it, it basically summed up was, but it's you, it's you. And, that's your and Ambrose is like, so I'm an idiot. <laughs> He's like, no, it's you. You're different. Um, yeah, I'm an idiot. So I think if Vince figures you out, it's his show, uh, and it's basically an audience of one. Doesn't matter what you or I think. Mm. Uh, it's an audience of one, and if we think Ambrose is all these amazing aspects, it's you're cast for this role, though. Yeah. And he was like, if you, if that's a role you want, it's not for me. I'm out. Um, yeah, he kind of touched on a few other like just promos, wanting to do promos. Promos is a big thing people criticize. The like, thing is, we've, we've even heard that stuff from um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, he's far removed from the game mm-hmm. now. But he even said, it's trash when a writer is writing the words that are coming out of your mouth in front of all these people. Let me be my character. Don't tell me how to do my character. Um, but yeah, sorry, continue. No, no. And I think Ambrose somewhat called out, uh, maybe not necessarily Steve Austin, but said the Attitude Era guys are very quick to criticize guys of this generation and be like, oh, they take no risks, they are afraid of Vince, they don't right. like stand up to him. And Ambrose kind of, you know, uh, bucked that point and said, no, I go to him every time. And he says, no, this is what I want. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he either puts you on TV or he doesn't. Uh, these guys are trying to get paid, trying to do a job. So um, their actual job, not taking the fall and looking at the lights. But uh yeah, I think uh, that piece of um, these guys being afraid, I think, you know, and you see with Sasha Banks right now, who's kind of taking a bit of hiatus. Um, I think you have a very talented roster and a lot of creative minds who have grown up watching wrestling, mm. um, who can uh, armchair quarterback yeah, and they're, look. They're, but, they're fans, they're yeah. fans, um, which is something that they also brought up, uh, which was interesting. Um, I He kind of alluded to Vince not being a wrestling fan. Yeah. Um, which is kind of shocking if you really break that down. Uh, it, I mean, wrestling's in the man's blood. Um, but now also, uh, shareholders are in his ear, right? Yep. Um, but he's always been a businessman too, right? Yeah, definitely. But I don't know. It's that's a weird statement. That's what Vince McMahon's not a a wrestling fan. Like, mm. I kind of agree, I think. I think if you do something... Like, I have a passion for... like uh, on When I'm not doing this podcast, I'm a counselor. I have a passion for youth advocacy and things of that nature. But I think if I became the manager of my own clinic and I had, was inundated with people like, these are new ways to deliver services. These are right. you know new trends that youth are facing. Um, my passion for wanting social justice might be killed by... If you don't get these numbers of the, into the clinic or these people right. visited, um, then people just become numbers and then it becomes funding and then I have to answer to shareholders. Sure. Um, I think at a certain point, like you're no longer in your grassroots piece of it. You're in the corporate. And I think that's where Vince kind of falls in some ways. Like, I think he know, like he's kind of just in autopilot mode of 
at the end of the day, I know my byproduct will be wrestling that I once like really loved. Oh, byproduct. Um, but I got to do all this stuff in between to get us from point A to point B. Right. Um, so he's doing things in a different area of his fandom of profitability, right. marketing, right. Um, you know, booking venues and things of that nature, um, and expanding the deal, making wrestling something people consume in different platforms, uh, social media, their network, sure. whatever it is, yeah. um, Instagram posts. But all that's connected to two dudes battling or, or women or whoever battling it out in the ring trying to tell a story. And yeah. he's lost, like, he's doing so much that he can't even get into until Rollins, like, you know, this is how you get heat or this is how you get the crowd behind you. Because <laughs> sure. I've hired all these people to, to kind of tell you that. Unfortunately, because you have these people who've been wrestling for 20, 30 years, they know what to do, but it's just, they can't do it. Yeah. Um, Moxley said that when he was injured, he was out of wrestling for a long time. Nine months he was out. And one day he started watching it again. But he uh, started watching Impact. He started watching uh, New Japan. He started watching other wrestling organizations. And he was getting ideas for his return to WWE. Uh, but then he got a call. Um, and they said, hey, this is what we want you to do. And he said he just felt deflated. Um, because he knew all of his ideas weren't going to run um, with Vince. But, with all that being said, I took away a different, um, I took away a different take. <laughs> I took away a different take. <laughs> um, so, John brought up the fact that they try to bury him. I don't think that's true. Um, by putting him in the angle with Naya. I mean, it may be. They've done some underhanded yeah. stuff before. Um, but... So John said him and I got along real good. They they laughed about it. And then when they went out, the fans actually popped. And they were like, let them fight. Let them fight. They cheered. Let them fight. So one of Vince's zany ideas actually worked. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the Ambrose, the Ambrose up when he came out with the security guards and he had the uh, gas mask on and the the leather jacket with the fur line yo i actually thought that was a that was cool to me that looked pretty cool he was he was being a heel like he was being a traditional heel he was calling the fans like peasants and you're too dirty like yo i'm above this i thought that really worked um to me what it sounds like is ambrose had an idea vince had an idea um vince knew his tried and true formula ambrose didn't really see it that way because i mean again you are you have your character you you can't i can't tell you to be a plumber no you you're in social work right um so vince telling dean to be like oh be this wacky guy people love it dean is like no that's not me i'm a hardcore guy i'm a serious guy i'm like uh, a diehard guy you know um but all of Vince's stuff, to me, other than the Shield stuff, the Shield stuff was whack. The other stuff worked for me, you know? I didn't get to see the stupid um, Dr. Syringe uh, right, segment. Yeah. Maybe that was a bomb. Um, but to me, it was just like two people not seeing eye to eye. Um, to me, it was Vince giving opportunities to a guy. Like you said, Dean or Moxley wasn't your number one guy. He wasn't your favorite superstar. I could say that. For me, I I popped when he won the championship, but that was about it. How about you, Ricky? How do you feel about Dean Ambrose? And um, yeah, I mean, 
I've never been that big on him or anything. But right. yeah, my biggest thing would be when he uh, cashed in yeah. his money in the bank. Um, he was always he was always there, like a solid worker and everything, but never was that big on him. I did like that he had that edge. You you uh, alluded to Brian Pillman. Um, he does remind me a lot of Pillman. Mm. Um, but yeah, just just not a huge fan of his. Um, but what Sean said about the whole thing about McMahon kind of being separated from what started his his passion, yeah, right, I think is exactly what's happening right now with McMahon and WWE, where it's more like he's been he's stuck in the process of this huge business um, venture, this venture, yeah, and there's so many different. Yeah, so valleys and connections and all this yeah uh, that's he's he's separated from the actual product two wrestlers in the ring telling a story right right and then that goes in line with him butting heads with wrestlers on creative decisions yeah or the creative team in general but see and i get it i get the butting heads thing but I think his ideas still work. I think they could still work. I don't think we're saying no to that. But no, I don't, yeah, I think his ideas they they do. It's hit and miss. I think it's hit and miss. It's always been hit and miss. Right. If you go back to the Attitude Era and Kai and Tai, which doesn't <laughs> age well, chopped off yeah. Val Venus's penis. Is that uh, creative? Almost. almost. Or almost <laughs> not even didn't even commit to chopping off the penis, which actually would have got heat on Kai and Tai. <laughs> And we would have had a reattach the penis match or something, right? Like they have the penis, penis in a nice bag, and you have like, I hope this guy gets his penis back. <laughs> like at least there's an emotion, right? Um, but that's not that like, wow, what a, this genius, right? Like there's no, um, you know, like the casket match in theory, the Undertaker probably because of who the Undertaker was and portrayed the casket match got over. If it was Duke to Dumpster Drossy and you had a dumpster match, that mm. guy didn't get that kind of gimmick over. We could have had dumpster matches for years on end because right. the character, like some of these ideas stick and some don't. I don't think, I think it has a lot to do with the performer and when the performer doesn't have the buy-in or the performer doesn't have it, right? Um, that's where that disconnect happens. And I think it's nice to see that what works, I think as wrestling fans, we have to not be obsessed that we all agree. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you like that segment? I didn't. Doesn't mean that oh you're not really a real wrestler. Yeah, fan yeah, yeah. And you don't get it. Like, yeah, you're a mark. Like that's not that's not the point of uh, of it. Um, and for those, I just mumbled a whole bunch of wrestling terms. So if that's <laughs> inaudible, I apologize. Um, well, speaking of uh, um, Dean Ambrose, well, John Moxley, and the correlation to Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman hated Marks. He cut that wicked promo. I think it was in ECW. Um, of smart marks, smarks. So basically, mark is um, a, a carny term. Uh, you know the people who run the games. Yeah. They see you and they mark you. Be like, okay, this guy. We're gonna take this guy's this money is away. A sucker. Yeah. So a smart mark is a guy who knows it's a scam, <laughs> but will still come around. Oh, to... that's me then. <laughs> right. That should be my gimmick. Right. Smart mark. <laughs> yeah. Smarky. Smarky. <laughs> Smarky the leap. Um. Well, so I guess I, that brings us into, and you touch on this, he's feeling passion again mm -hmm. for the business um, now that he's joined AEW. 
and AEW just had a wonderful pay-per-view called Double or Nothing, their, their sequel to All In. Um, Sean, Ricky, what did you think about All, uh, Double or Nothing? Um, well, I went in with no expectations and did not know any storylines, any... Right. I mean, I knew the big wrestlers that signed with them, like Jericho and... Yeah. Cody Rhodes, no, Cody Rhodes runs part of the thing. Yeah, so he's a vice president. Yeah, so I knew some of that. Um, and I didn't actually watch the full pay-per-view. I just saw some of the highlights of the night. Um, but I really, really enjoyed Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Gold Dust versus Stardust. <laughs> um, that match, like, great storytelling. Not the most high-flying or quick like no. energetic guys i mean one guy's 50 years old yeah, yeah, yeah right but two actual brothers fighting in the ring and you can feel the emotion you can feel the passion there and just that ending that whole promo that they cut at the end the like, ending with the tears and everything that was and good. even like brandy like did a spear to <laughs> to dust it oh man that was amazing i was going off in my living room um yeah yeah overall like from the other highlights it was a good show, and that's really what you have to do, show. especially if that's like your premiere, like pay per view, right? Yeah. Like you want people to take notice. The shots against WWE weren't so subtle at times. I love that. I love that. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing with the throne and that was sick. I don't know how I feel about it. I do like the little why, shot why about. Would, why wouldn't you like that though? That's competition. It's competition, but it's straight out like. There's no subtlety in it. The I feel kid, like there's a they're the new kid on the block. They have to throw. But I like when you're more clever. When it's more subtle. That's why I like when they did the whole um, the attendance. Yeah. They made a joke out of it. Right, like right. that, I like. But when you're going straight after a guy directly, yeah, it just seems a little bit lazy. It's like how McDonald's or Burger King used to run those ads that like took direct shots sure. at McDonald's. It's like. But to be eh. fair, to be fair, uh, WWE threw the first shots at the Hall of Fame. Triple H and basically all of DX called out AEW as a pissant company and Vince will buy it one day and all this garbage. No, I understand. I'm not saying um, AEW is the one that started this fight and right. whoever starts or ends it. I, I'm just saying like I feel like it's not needed. Yeah, it can be entertaining. Like it was shocking. I remember Sean showed me on the phone. I'm like, that actually happened during the pay-per-view, right? Like that seems so ridiculous. And I guess... Like it, it fit, and lots of people like yourself liked it. It's Loved it's it. not that there's anything actually wrong with it. Like Sean was saying, like we're all allowed to have different opinions on this. That's why we're here. If we were all yes men, yeah, yeah, it would be, be a very for the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, heel be... term, brother, brother. <laughs> but yeah, that's my take on uh, Double or Nothing. Cool. I'm would you? Uh, oh, you're all in, eh? Um, it was you... just. Uh, it was just. A... Will you um, watch the weekly broadcast? I don't know yet. Okay. When Fair is enough. that actually That's starting? Fair. October. Have, this in October. October yeah. On TNT. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Sean, my, I know you didn't. I, I didn't. Know. I didn't watch uh, AEW's Double or, no, Double or Nothing. Uh, I went back and forth if I was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken a very weird stance on AEW. I want them to succeed. Okay. And I will not watch. Um, <laughs> Do you have caveat, a reason? I guess part of me want like I'm. I'm a loyalist to WWE. I think sure. it comes down to just that. I, I think you you put that WWE logo and that WWE set 
and that WWE like presentation of wrestling. Yeah. And that's what I love. I don't know if I'm a, I do I, I appreciate what pro wrestling is, but I've never really watched too much Ring of Honor. Right. I'm, I'm my alternative to main roster WWE is NXT. That's <laughs> that's my that, sure, and that's sure. where I think. I don't mean I'm not belittling AEW because I do think it's not going to be long time uh, competition, but I do think you, fans who are saying "Look at Double or Nothing" and then look how shitty Raw was—that's you're not. It's comparing. two different things. I, I think if you compare this week's Takeover and Double or Nothing, let's start there. Right. Takeover is wrestling based. Double or Nothing right now is wrestling based. Okay. Double or Nothing and AEW will supersede and it should supersede. NXT's presentation because NXT is still a developmental. Right. Um, it's based in, in that athletic competition. I do think it will be a competitor for the main roster. It has to be a competitor. They, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched Raw this week and Sami Zayn did a oh, yeah. an abysmal electric chair <laughs> no, the, section where uh, the fan, it was, it, to me, it was horrendous, but whatever. Listen, it was horrendous, but he saved that. Like, Sami Zayn is a really good talker. He's a really good, and then fans are able to ask questions. Apparently, they asked honest questions. What nah, is scripted? They were seated. They were right. seated. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's good shit, pal. Ask him when he retires. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's good shit. Um, oh, do you miss the ginger snaps? That's good shit. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. It was shit. But, it just um, sounds like he has Tourette's right now. That's Vince, bro. That's Vince. Um, but Sammy said, like, you guys could ask me anything. You could have asked me about AEW. Yeah. Um, Which they cut from the YouTube. Did bro. they? Because I immediately tweeted, uh, what the hell is e- AEW? Uh, and then I got a tweet like, oh, you just made the list. Like, well, <laughs> I, you and your 80 followers can talk about your list. And, <laughs> and my 81 followers and me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think. You can't uh, be following yourself and call yourself 81 followers, no. all right? <laughs> um, I will say this. I will say this. Uh, today's what May thirtieth. Yep. I said I'm not watching AEW. Mm-hmm. I I will say this if one CM Punk Ooh. does sign with AEW. So the next pay per view is in Chicago, right? Oh, so from May thirtieth to that time, <laughs> we'll come back and be like AEW is the greatest thing I ever saw. <laughs> I watched it from the beginning, Damn. triple or nothing from time frame. Um, yeah, but uh, okay. What, so have have you go going back to double or nothing? Um. Have you? Yeah, I know that. Like, I know the results. And I know the overall reception. Okay. Uh, uh, did you see any clips of the matches? I saw one clip of uh, Phoenix. I'm not, like I said, I'm not planning to watch the show. Sure, sure. Um, I'm a Penta uh, Pentagon, Pentagon fan. Phoenix. Yeah. Um, uh, that was an amazing match. I love that. Match. Yeah. Um, what has me most excited is hearing uh, kind of Ricky as a casual fan mm. having interest. Um, right. That to me is the spark that the wrestling business. Does that mean he's going to be a lifelong fan or right. he's going to buy the merch or he's going to go to, you know, but he may, as we do at WWE, watch the periodic big shows. That may be something that happens. Double or nothing Not could Paul be the White. WrestleMania, right? Like, um, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that has me excited that at least I, I think someone also um, that was connected uh, to Ricky, um, friend came to. Shout out to Ricky's game nights. Uh, came yes. by and ch- talked about AEW, and it was someone who I didn't know like watched any wrestling oh, and really? shared like you know that's something I'll watch. Oh wow! 
um, on, on their pay-per-view. I had actually uh, a, a, a young person I used to mentor. Mm. Um, oh, AEW is going to take over WWE and it's it's real competition. And I like to troll this guy and play dumb and, <laughs> and be like, did you... I was like, you watch the show? He said, yeah. I said, how much did you pay for it? Oh, I found it on a stream. I said, that's why they'll never pass WWE. Oh, you're, yes. You're, t- you're going into your penny and nickels and you know, you're nickel and diming a company. And right. I was like, profitability is what speaks, my friend. So yeah. I know you're 17 and got no job. Yeah. And I kind of cut a pro on this young man um, which is basically how I invest in my business I put him down and then they come back to see me in the counseling office oh gosh uh, that's the heel turn of this counselor on this this pod um, so now I'm going to lose my license but anyways it's kayfabe brothers I'm not really who I am but yeah I think um, what do you feel about the energy surrounding AEW at least I think people are just excited for something new okay. uh, I think they need to calm calm it down in the mom's basement of this is the greatest show that has happened okay. WWE sucks um, because how do you know that WWE sucks? You're still watching it. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, that's, but that's wrestling stop, fans in general. Stop the cancel! I'm gonna cancel my network. You're you're you're, you're streaming it, so yeah. you're gonna what? Cut cut the cut the cable or whatever in your home. Like you're gonna tell mom stop paying for the 30 gigs of internet. Like right. what? What do you? What is your stance? Yeah. Um, you well, the stance is I will cancel my subscription. Yeah, and I, I guess I'm I'm basically sending half of you who are basically fulfilling this identity um away from this podcast as i call you out but um yeah my frustration has always been that and you know i love wrestling podcasts that call out wrestling fans who are listening to their podcast that's so mad um, eh? <laughs> yeah it's uh it, it's like this weird like we're all we need to fight with each other right but that's um, a culture it's but a i'm not putting culture. you guys over i'm not putting you guys over yes. um all right but it's okay. true what you're saying though like the response I've seen online is like, this is amazing. It will, it's going to bury WWE. That's excitement. That is excitement. It's excitement, and I did and enjoy it. that could it. potentially lead to, you know, ratings, which could potentially lead to a burial of uh, the established I understand, but I, I'm in Sean's boat in terms of... I think people need to calm down, but it does make things exciting. I like, right? I like that they're excited. Yeah, like and nothing against... Uh, those people. I mean, I really enjoyed the show, and I'm looking forward to the next pay per view. So, um, I like Double or Nothing. I really like the matches. Uh, there were there was this one match with um, all Japanese girls. Um, it was kind of a little bit sloppy, but yo, it got the job done. I still don't know who they are. Um, I, I will go investigate now. Um, Ka- uh, Karma or um, Awesome Kong made uh, her debut, but um, I don't think it's full time. Um, again, Young Bucks. That, that was an amazing match. Uh, Kenny Omega, I, 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 I'm not the biggest Kenny Omega guy, but um, he puts on good work, and I'm a Jericho guy, definitely. Um, what else? Uh, John Moxley was exciting. The Oh, Bret Hart, that was insane. I didn't expect that at Th- all. That was crazy, yeah. He came out and he revealed their title, which their title looks legit. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm with you, Ricky. I'm all in, and I will probably uh, tune in to... At least a few of their uh, weekly episodic shows. Um, probably I won't tune in twenty four seven. But that, leading on to that, uh, what do you guys think of? I see what you did there. <laughs> what do you guys um, think of the new twenty four seven belt? I mean, we touched on it last week, but uh, what do you think now that we've had three champions? Four, I believe. Three. Uh, Titus who cares? who cares <laughs> who cares who cares <laughs> okay, okay this title um, yeah who cares I have a social experiment uh, Ricky I think you have a niece how, how old is she 
well, one's 13 and the other one's 10. Okay, so she might be even too old for this exercise. But yeah. I would like to see if you told a 10-year-old, um, hey, wrestling has belts. Could you draw for me what you think a 24-7 <laughs> belt oh, God, would look yeah. like? Right. And she would probably come up with something 10 times better yeah. than what we have right now, which is a green belt it kind of looks with, like that boxing belt but like way more basic and no Nasty. prestige related to any kind of yeah like no personality and it looks like it has a clock either. on yeah, it just, but i think it says it's like 24 7 anyways I, I don't think there's any side plates or like, there's side plates but they're not engraved it, no because you'd be unscrewing them every like mid-match <laughs> as you hit the three count um yeah. so yeah titus o'neill i guess won it in uh pick this title up and it's yours <laughs> okay great and then he won it. Uh, Bobby Roode rolled him up. One, two, three. Uh, he won it. Then he was running around like a buffoon backstage. And the buffoonery continued with a guys almost in single file uh, running. Where is he? Where is he? And I, the part that they did get me was uh, Drake Maverick, GM of 205 Live, trailing <laughs> behind so slowly. Right. Um, and then R-Truth asked for a drive. Or Bobby Roode asked for a drive. R-Truth was like, yeah, get in. Rolled him up. Had a ref in the, in the front seat. Which, again... I'm um, I'm I'm kind of burying the title. There was like I had like a huh. you don't have to bury the title. WWE has already yeah. done that for you. <laughs> I laughed at when he opens the door and the ref is there. So there's like small parts of a fun show. Um, Raw is three hours. I laughed for thirty, 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, at these gags like that that could be like your your YouTube title or like why didn't they call it the wild card title? At least build off this you wild know? card nonsense you of know? like these guys can show up anytime and there's a belt now and it's. You know, like have some kind of card design in the belt or something. You know, Sean, this uh, is a for creative. <laughs> I, no, because I will go to Vince McMahon and say, "Hey, this is a title that you could call the Wild Card." It's good. The shit. Twenty-four titles, good shit, brother. Come on, <laughs> twenty-four hours a day, anybody can pin someone. Are they gonna pin someone at ten p.m.? No, because we're not filming it. Well, we should film it. Fuck you, brother. Like, come on. He's like, this is what's going to happen. And now we have an E rating for our podcast. I apologize. Um, oh, man. Listen, it, it is invocative of the hardcore <laughs> championship that they had. Excuse me. Um, it's invocative of the hardcore championship that they had in the Attitude Era. The Crash, Har- Crash Holly rule of pinning 24-7. Um, the, the bits with our truth have been hilarious. And Carmella, that's been, that's been real good. Uh, they've buried this title so much. The last SmackDown, um, uh, it was a tag match between Roman Reigns um, and Drew McIntyre. Shane McMahon was in the match, I believe. No, Shane McMahon was ringside. Um, R-Truth was Roman Reigns' tag partner. It was Drew McIntyre and Elias. Uh, obviously, Roman got the pinfall on Elias, who earlier in the night beats R-Truth for the 24-7 championship after the match elias is still in the ring suffering from a spear um our truth is crawling over because roman is saying hey come here come here pin him pin him our truth then pins elias for the 24 7 championship second reign second reign why didn't roman reigns pin elias for the championship it's because the championship is not worth a damn (laughs) Uh, that just be- that segment alone was like this championship does not matter. Yeah. If um, ever, yeah. If ever there was a PSA for like pay no attention to the title behind this curtain. Yeah. Um, that was it. Like, one they they Elias was a twenty four seven, the twenty four seven champion. 
which by definition means you must defend this title at any time. Right. Unless Shane's like, oh, we're going to remove that rule for the match. Uh, so is I that hope, what he actually said? He said that. So oh, I hope that God. when they give away this U.S. title uh, <laughs> and there's a match announced, we're stopping this match because this is now the Canadian title until right. the bell rings. Oh, or the Intercontinental gosh. is, this is now just a local community center Shh. title. Or the universe has been, like, make up your mind. <laughs> make which, up your mind. Which they won't um, yeah. because it's good what? It's good shit. Um, <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> I can't wait till that's a t-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. But, oh, um, oh, it's going to be. It'll the, be on our merch store soon. Oh, Moxley man. should have that. I think we have Fruit of the Loom white tees on oh, our merch man. store right now in a pack of six. Six ninety nine. Walmart. Pick them up at Walmart. Uh, yeah, yep. that penguin. Um, <laughs> Smart centers. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't uh, have any more to say really about this okay. title. Okay, Ricky, what do you think of it as a, as a casual fan? What as do you a think casual. I mean, when it was announced. Have, have you seen the segments? I watched a few of the segments on YouTube. Right. Um, this past Raw where R-Truth was running away from everybody. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, who's the GM of, you mentioned his name of. Drake uh, Maverick? Yeah. Like, he was putting up the posters Rockstar and everything. Split. And, like, it's humorous, yes. Would I tune into the show just for that? No. Nah. For the next little while, will I probably watch these highlights on YouTube? Yeah. So, at least they have me hooked there. And if they do something actually creative or something cool with it. Maybe it would get me to tune in and watch. So but, it's so right now. Sorry to cut you off. Right now, it's basically like a fire Firefly Funhouse. Yes. Okay. So it gets me to watch some clips on YouTube, but I'm not gonna go and tell someone at work, yo, you should see what they did with the WWE 24/7 belt. Remember the hardcore? No, I probably wouldn't do that right, right now. Right. But it's a good yeah, good 30 second laugh for now. Okay. Can I? Can I? make one point and we'll see if this is if i'll put myself uh you know so universal champion seth rollins yes number one contender baron corbin as of monday yeah you guys care no No. sir dolph ziggler came out and attacked kofi kingston who's a wwe champion they'll compete at super showdown as well the story was should have been me does that appeal like do you um, I like Dolph Ziggler, but I didn't... Aside from, like, oh. let's look at the story. Like, this feud. The, right now, Ziggler... It should have just been, uh, like... He just showed up, and he's he's in the title picture. No, it's lazy. Right. It's lazy. Intercontinental, Andrade has been beaten by Finn Balor. I don't care about Andrade. I can't. They don't give me a reason for All it. All right, so we're already done there. Yeah. U.S. title. The Raw Tag Champs, there's no contender. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, the Bryan. Revival still have it, right? No, no, the Usos? Hawkins and uh, Ryder are the tag champs. Oh, what the? Okay, yeah, okay. yeah you and see? who cares? <laughs> you see? Um, Becky Lynch and I think Lacey Evans for the Raw. Ugh. Bailey has no opponent. Um, SmackDown is uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, and their contenders are Heavy Machinery. Mm. Right? Um, so. What about the uh, women's tag? Oh, the Iconics, who have lost ever since they won the title. Who I do, I I do like, like the Iconics. I do like the Iconics. Um, I guess my major point here is I can't wait to see Drake Maverick capture the 24-7 <laughs> title. They've made me invested that this guy has been... That's what he's after. He's had posters. Right, right. That is, as we've done a little sample size here, possibly the best title story right now. Lord. <laughs> so I'm not all in. But yeah, <laughs> I might be close one day. So. I uh, I am actually interested in the Kofi Ziggler match. I, I get it, but because 
I'm a little smarky and I follow up with interviews with Ziggler and stuff. Um, he's getting into like a meta game. He's actually he actually has a good position right now of being like an AEW guy, uh, just in WWE, in my opinion. Um, but most of those titles that you said will be, uh, except the women's titles, will be um, defended or their champions at least show up on Super Showdown. Uh, Sean, I know you have strong feelings about this. Um, so similar, uh, yeah, Super Showdown taking place in an unknown location unless you, <laughs> you watch the, the show. Um, yeah, it's part of their deal with Saudi Arabia. Um, I watched Greatest Royal Rumble, so I'm not, like, full of all my morals, but, uh, yeah, since, just based on some of the, and, you know, even, like, a podcast like this, you, you sometimes wonder... You know, freedom of speech in this nation is something maybe we take for granted. But, um, yeah, just just kind of the, the business affiliation uh, just makes it something I don't watch. Uh, as of now, I watch wrestling to kind of get away from the real world. But mm. when you're in a location that promotes kind of hate and um, just, yeah, the dehumanizing and the devaluing of life, um, it's hard for me to support that. Um, yeah, so... Which is, I mean, I, I get it. But what country doesn't? Uh, it's just I don't know. They do it different there. Um, but I do. I, I get where you're coming from. Uh, me personally, I, I don't really care if the if the card was good. I would watch it. Um, it's okay. I mean, I'm not I'm not the highest on WWE right now, so I'll probably skip this one. I'm really looking forward to the Grandpa versus Grandpa match. Uh, Goldberg versus Taker. <laughs> Um, Which will probably just end up being a tag match against a revival or something. Oh man! Right? Like, uh, let's call it what it is. True. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll go over the card if anything pops out to you guys. I don't really care who wins or if you guys. Do you think um, anything will come of this? Do you think no? Because lines... I think they know no one's watching this. Okay. So this is just like a, a glorified house show. Yeah, okay. the other one was just more like there was no was there storylines that continued like, after Shane that? There was like Shane became the best in the world. Yeah, oh, yeah they, which they he continued is. that yeah. <laughs> um, in an unknown location. Uh, you have Triple H and Randy Orton for the first time in ten years. <laughs> is that what they're pushing it as? No, oh. no pushing it as something. Uh, I only know this match is the crappy main event that followed Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Uh, the- I don't care. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I do not care. Um, I'm not a fan of Triple H, um, the wrestler. Uh, Randy Orton is yeah, he's Randy Orton, Randy Orton. I don't care. I think Triple H is gonna win. There's a, a 50 man battle royal. 50 man battle royal. <laughs> um, right. 30 guys will be gone in 30 seconds. Who cares? Uh, who cares who wins? There's nothing up for stakes. Hey, the 24-7 belt might be defended during that During match. the match, yeah. There you go. Uh, Braun Strowman won the first one, right? Yeah, and he won a Saudi title. Right. Um, Do you think uh, that'll appear? What? I, probably, the, but... What rules were put in place for this pay-per-view last time? This yeah. is making me more like interested in the <laughs> wackiness of this. Uh, Goldberg versus The Undertaker for the first time ever. <laughs> That's pretty big. I don't know. I, that, that hits my... Um, my attitude era fanness. The feels. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. I like. I really want to see. Who, like, I know he can't go anymore. I know Undertaker can't go no more. Goldberg. I mean, some could argue could never go. Um, but I'm still very interested in that match. Um, and it 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 takes these events to have a match like that. 
to bring Shawn Michaels back out of retirement to have these like spectacles. I know, I know it's not the most ethical thing, and the results actually. I mean that Shawn Michaels match that was hot garbage, um, but it's still good to see. It's it's still a good footnote in history. You know, what's next? Um, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Ricky <laughs> saw three rows ago. What the heck? Finn Balor versus Andrade, as we touched on. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. Um, They've been building to that. Do yeah. you think? Wait. So, do you think the storyline will cap here, or will it continue? Um, part of me thinks it was it would continue because I thought it would take place at SummerSlam. Me but, too. Um, don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler because Kevin Owens didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia. And is that for the actual belt? And yeah. that's for the oh, WWE okay. Championship. Um, yeah, I think uh, you guys. I I don't know. I have uh, no opinion on Dolph Ziggler at this point. I think. He kind of comes back and always says, like, I need to win this and never does. So right, right. I don't care. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. Uh, I'd love to see Baron Corbin win. Just because <laughs> he won in, in Jeddah, where uh, everything that's terrible happens. Um, and then Lars Sullivan versus the Lucha House Party um, at the Super Showdown um, oh is interesting. Uh, I... I, I appreciate it. They're not jobbing them entirely. He didn't just destroy them. They'll get a chance. <laughs> it, it won't be a good chance. They'll get a chance. Um, so yeah, that's your super. That's your uh, super showdown card. The best review you'll hear on the internet. Uh, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> when it happens, uh, we'll probably talk about it. Um, but other than that. That horrible pay-per-view will go on to like a better pay-per-view, a, a, a renowned pay-per-view at this point. Um, the NXT takeovers. Yeah. Um, Sean, I believe you're doing a list on your blog. Yeah. So this is NXT 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh, at wow. the conclusion of this takeover, um, I've already kind of got underway. Uh, I'm trying to compile the top 25, uh, or not the top. There has only been 25. I'm going to rank all 25 NXT takeovers. Um, you know, I've had fun making lists in the past, and they uh, more so now it's... Uh, I used to go by trying to be as uh, diplomatic in what I think was the best. Now I put it in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how familiar you guys are with NXT at this at this present stage, if it's anything you've ever tuned into. Or... Um, I've tuned into a few of the takeovers. Like, I think they had two in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, those are pretty good. But I didn't. It was kind of like an AEW thing for me. Like I didn't know too many people. Um, I know. I know. Like the talent is there. The talent actually gets to express <clears throat> themselves. Um, what do you think? Like, do you think people should tune in? Uh, I think so. How about if I? Uh, how about if I give you guys the card? I won't do like predictions, but I'll give you like a very brief description of each yeah, guy. Sure, and then sure. mm-hmm. If that captures your interest, maybe uh, we'll see. So we have um, a singles match. I'll start from the bottom of the card and make my way up. Uh, Matt Riddle uh, mm-hmm. versus Roderick Strong. Ma- Matt Riddle could be comparable to like your RVD. He has like a mixed That's martial arts background. That's the guy who doesn't wear shoes, right? Doesn't wear shoes. Yeah. Uh, he's like his thing is like bro and like very like <laughs> right. uh, like a, a cannabis user kind of thing, um, which I think he was banned for when he did compete in mixed oh, martial arts. Uh, so he's got kind of like that that RVD kind of like cool like laid back appeal yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the baby face in this match he's face, uh, squaring off against Roderick Strong um, who was like the he's he's of Ring of Honor fame uh, like the, the 
some something to do with the backbreaker. Uh, Roderick Strong, an amazing in-ring uh, competitor, yeah. might lack a little bit on the charisma side, but I think in the there's a, a faction called the Undisputed Era that he's a part of. Oh yeah, right. Uh, I'm just trying to think who Roderick Baby. Strong. Um, not I don't know if you guys are familiar with Rick Martel, kind of like that, like mm. really good hand gotcha. um, in the ring. Um, not so much on the charisma, or it's not so much on the mic. Would you okay? So like for a modern take, Bobby Lashley. Better than Bobby Lashley in the oh, ring. Oh, shit, okay. Um, with headband or without? Without headband. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think who, who... Think of a guy... Like, he's a little bit like a Ziggler. I think Ziggler has a bit oh, more charisma. Wow. Okay, okay. Uh, so, not like Ziggler, man, because Ziggler has charisma. I'm trying to think. Somebody who's kind of wooden on the mic, um, but again... Got you, got you. So, this should be a great match. Um, so, it's, it's kind of like your opening match, and usually they start the takeover cards with a hot match. Next we have, uh, so in NXT, their uh, secondary title is called the NXT North American Championship. Okay. Um, in NXT, they don't uh, displace the title. They don't change the rules about it. So it will still be the North American Championship uh, while that match takes place. Uh, we have the Velveteen Dream, who's oh, like I'm kind a of a Prince, yeah. Prince character. He's not Goldust. He has, he's made teases in the past, but I don't think it's uh, kind of like this kind of androgynous yeah character yeah and he's squaring off against uh who used to be uh main roster and is now back is tyler oh Breeze, yeah uh who's kind of like the model character i'm actually excited for that yeah one. so that should be a good match um tyler breeze as i've gone back to watch takeover has kind of been an mvp and, and an unsung hero um we have a ladder match for the nxt the vacant nxt tag team championships exciting Ooh. uh the war raiders who became the viking experience who became oh they're the back viking down viking raiders vacated uh, oh, gotcha. So this is a fatal four-way. Um, so we have a, a hard-hitting team of uh, two guys, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. They're kind of like your brawler, tough guy wrestlers. Um, nothing like exciting about their appeal, but so think like of like revival. Kind of like the revival, but with like a like a not kind of like Steve Blackman, Bradshaw <laughs> toughness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, uh, kind of those guys, like a real like blue-collar team. Um, so they're one team. You have a Smoking team. Smoking called- guns. A uh, bit better, just like really tough guys, like your bar brawler kind okay. of guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're squaring off against a team called the Street Profits, Angel Dawkins, Montez Ford, um, who are kind of like your hip hop um, fashion, like um, crime time. Very not crime time, <laughs> like a very charismatic, um, kind of like adopting parts of black culture, like really like from um, like the what's the James Harden like steer it up. Oh yeah, band, yeah, like sure, You're sure. cocky athletes. Um, okay, okay. They're both uh, African American athletes. Very uh, a, a good team. Very a high char- uh, charisma. Yeah. Which sometimes WWE uh, doesn't really portray. Um, mm. Doesn't capitalize when. Uh, uh, Who is your favorite like between the two? The two guys in the team. Uh, no, um, between the two teams. Probably the Street Profits, but the Street Profits are missing something. I think Montez Ford is going to be the breakout star of that team, and I think he he's better as a singles. But gotcha. um, Angel Dawkins has been in NXT for a long time. Uh, the Undisputed Era, which is part of Roderick Strong's faction, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, who used to be Red Dragon in New Japan. Mm. Um, they are former NXT champions. Really solid team. And then uh, the Forgotten Sons, who I forgot are in this match. <laughs> uh, Wesley Blake and Steve Culler. Kind of a very generic, like, um, if you were to play 2K and you had to upload a team, <laughs> they would be uh, they would be that team. Yeah. Um, I think the selling factor would be the ladder match, uh, kind of. But it's a time for one of these teams to shine. I think is a, sure. is a big piece. I don't. And then um, the NXT Women's Title is Shayna Baszler. Oh yeah. Also a former MMA. Uh, used to be in the Four Horsewomen. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, 
She's squaring off against Io Shirai. Um, she's a like an undersized, very popular, very uh, was a dominant in the Japanese scene. I'm not too familiar with Io, um, but I know that she has an awesome moonsault. Mm. Um, it should be a good match. Like typically, takeovers have good matches, but um, yeah, I don't want to compare Io Shirai to to Kyrie Sane. That's, right, you know, Kyrie, kind of, man, I love Kyrie um, Sane. But it, they're both kind of of that mold. Um, and then your your main match is uh, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. A baby uh, uh, for the NXT Championship. Gargano is kind of like your Daniel Bryan babyface, right? And Adam Cole for some reason reminds me of HBK. For the, I don't um, like, yo, I like Adam Cole because he was Bullet Club and he did New Japan and all that stuff. Or um, uh, Ring of Ring yeah, of Honor. Yeah. Um, I this may sound like Vince McMahon. I don't see he's like a vanilla midget. Like yeah. yo, he's he's small. He doesn't have the build. <laughs> Shit. It's good shit, right? <laughs> um, but he he performs. He's a good worker. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I can't get behind him. I like his catchphrase and yeah, everything. Yeah. Uh, I like the air he holds about him. He's definitely a leader. It's just I I can't see him as a professional wrestler. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. He reminds me personally, and I think he's a better a better improved version of Seth Rollins. But oh yeah. shit. Um, okay. I would I'd much rather see Adam Cole. Um, in the spot of Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins, but wow, um, wow, the end this podcast right now. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's good. That, like because that's that's like you watch NXT, so yeah. you'll have a better so, opinion. And I don't watch the NXT TV weekly, but uh, takeovers are always like captivating shows. Yeah, and um, so yeah, I think you know, kind of gauging kind of just the general interest. It's it's a lot of guys who are unknown, right? And so mm. that's always the the um, risky part when investing an hour, or two hours of watching a wrestling show and. Um, it feeling like yeah something you uh, you may not leave but I, I guarantee there'll be a match of the match of the year contender uh, on this night of course um, six so, yeah. stars <laughs> yeah so I think uh, I think if you did like A and W A if you like A and W you'll like Harvey's but yeah. if you like AEW uh, you may like NXT Takeover um, as well so that might have just sold me right now are yeah. you uh, are you tuning in. I'm tuning in, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I will watch it. I definitely will. Um, maybe maybe live, maybe not. Good thing about the network. but um, What day is it? It's June 1st, so it's Saturday. Hmm. Uh, it's Saturday at 7. So Awesome. All right. Well, that was an eventful podcast. Um, we will leave you with that. We'll say go Raptors go as today is game one of the NBA playoff finals. Um, Raps in six. Raps in six, yeah. Uh, Sean, where can the people find you if they want to? Um, well, don't look for me, but uh, <laughs> if you if you must find me, if I've been that captivating, probably the best place is Twitter. Uh, right now, my handle is walk uh, walk with Ali after um, walk with Elias. But I think I might change it back to mid card blogger and, and, and brand myself, right so on. to speak. Right on. Uh, this has been uh, I guess I'm a mid card podcaster right now. Uh, so if you don't like it, <laughs> hey, who you're cares? The, you're the you're the face that you runs know? the place around here. I'm putting over new guys. Uh, yeah. So if if you're there, um, yeah, follow me on Twitter because I basically use it just to chat about wrestling. Cool. And kind of not anything else that really matters to everyday life. So um, <laughs> yeah, hit me up because I get no mentions. I get no. I don't want any DMs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Hit me up if you're up for a good wrestling debate um, or a good wrestling chatter. So cool, Ricky Leaf. Where could they find you? Under Ricky the Leaf. I have no wrestling content on my social media, but you can but find me on Instagram, on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Under what Pinterest. handle? Pinterest. 
On the what handle? Ricky the Leaf. Sometimes you can find me 8-Bit to the Future. Cool. And I have been going as Drake Quintel. If you want to add me in Pokemon Go, I'm a level 39 <laughs> Valor. Right on. Um, and uh, <laughs> I am not a uh, social media guy, but you can find me here on Generic Side Quests. We talk about games, wrestling, and anything else. Uh, thanks for joining us for this generic transmission, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.